to Wisdom Within. I'm Kathy Serline. Wisdom Within is the podcast for all of us affected by a mental health condition and for everyone else who supports us. We are excited to share with you today our self-soothing episode. We hope this will be something that will be very beneficial to you if you're living with some sort of mental health condition or to those of you who are listening in who are trying to help folks that are working on such things. So, If you'll hang in with us, the support dogs and I will be right back with you after this very brief break, and we will talk about self-soothing. Stay tuned. Glad you joined us today for Wisdom Within. I'm Kathy Serline, your peer support human, here with support dogs Bella and Biggie, who are currently sound asleep. So if you hear snoring in the background, that would be one or the other of them. Uh, We are delighted that you've taken the time to tune into the podcast today um, and want to share with you today thoughts on self-soothing. Something that uh, a therapist had told me once was that in recovery, you are basically simultaneously learning and practicing new ways to self-soothe in order to get through these uncomfortable feelings or urges that are in the present moment and at the same time you're digging deep and you're processing through a lot of the experiences in your life that have led you to seek recovery in the first place and I think she's right recovery often um, does involve forgiveness acknowledging those dark parts of ourselves or parts of our stories Uh, lots of boring self-care, and time spent processing through life in the past and life as it happens. Her words at the time kind of made me feel overwhelmed. If you feel overwhelmed by recovery now or at any point, stop and take a second to check in with yourself. What's one thing you can do to take care of yourself in that moment? Maybe it's practicing a new coping mechanism. Maybe it's journaling about an experience that really affected you in your past. Maybe it's reaching out to someone you trust and having a heart-to-heart conversation. Or uh, uh, thinking about the small steps that you're already taking in recovery that are positive. Recovery is often a very long and sometimes very difficult process. Whether you are just starting on this journey or like me, you've been at it for a while now, learn to be gentle with yourself every day. Change is going to take time. It's going to take practice, 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 and therefore it's also going to take a lot of patience. It isn't always perfect and there will be slip-ups. You have to be able to let go of those and try again. You are still worthy and deserving no matter what. So I'm rooting for you. And again, super happy that you decided to tune into the podcast today. I hope we're able to give you some good little bits of information that might help you along your recovery journey. So I was first learning about this whole self-soothing as a skill, as a life skill, uh, when I was enrolled in an outpatient program on dialectical behavior therapy or DBT. 
Uh, and we may do a whole separate episode just on DBT and what that's about. But during that, I learned that cultivating the self, self-soothing skill is vital for us as adults, whether it is to help us through a mental illness, to help us with a physical health condition, or just to help us through daily life. Making ourselves feel better is usually a pretty underrated talent. So DBT focuses on four main things, mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness, emotion regulation, and distress tolerance. Distress tolerance is how we learn to bring ourselves down from those super strong emotions. I used to have such strong spikes of emotion. My moods could go from zero to a hundred in an instant. Whether I was mad, sad, depressed, overwhelmed, one minute I was fine, and then usually something little would happen, or something major, and then suddenly I'm feeling all the feels. Distress tolerance is about bringing those feelings back down to a manageable level so that you're able to deal with them uh, without being destructive or lashing out or in some other dealing with them in some other negative way but even if you don't have trouble regulating your emotions it's still important to learn how to self-soothe when you are having those moments of stress super anxiety or just crankiness you want to be able to love yourself out of it or love yourself through those feelings you'd be surprised at how many people just don't know how to do this in a constructive way they get overwhelmed with negative emotions and they turn to destructive ways to cope like lashing out or using unhealthy coping tools or complete avoidance of whatever the problem is self-soothing is such a wonderful act of self-care. It's a soft and gentle way of letting yourself know that you're going to be okay, that you are taken care of, and that you are worthy. It's so important to learn how to treat yourself with kindness and compassion, especially in those moments when you feel like total crap. Also, if you're a highly sensitive person, it's even more important to find ways to soothe yourself because you're so often affected by the moods and feelings of other people as well as your own. Self-soothing helps you um, to tolerate feeling those uncomfortable emotions, especially if it's something that you deal with on a daily basis. It helps you to regulate your own emotions, and that is essential for people, especially who are in a caregiver role. So, When you're having a stressful day, dealing with big life changes like grief or heartache, when you're experiencing uh, emotional exhaustion or feeling burned out, uh, when you're feeling overwhelmed by your emotions, when you're feeling like you might want to be self-destructive or self-harming, which can take a lot of forms, uh, or when you're having real sensitivity to to feelings and emotions either in yourself or in other people. Uh, those are the times to utilize self-soothe skills. And the easiest way to find what works for you is to sort of go through your five senses and then go with one that has the biggest calming effect on you. 
So touch is a great way to immediately ground yourself and bring you back into the present, into the moment. Uh, one way to try that would be to just uh, sort of slowly uh, let your fingers go down your cheek, like lovingly touch your cheek. You know, it sounds like caressing. It's such sounds like such a weird way to comfort yourself, but it works very well for some people. So does soothingly running fingers through your hair or uh, I have kind of long, pretty long hair. So I'm always sort of just slowly twirling it uh, when I'm deep in thought or trying to just uh, calm myself through something. Um, but so tactile things can be very useful. Some people use um, uh, little sand tables, little Zen sand tables. You can put your fingers in and draw in, or um, they have squishy balls or um, worry stones or, you know, don't be afraid to be weird about it. Weird is good. We like weird here. So anything tactile that's um, soothing to you can be very uh, immediately calming. Things that you can do that are uh, real distraction to bring you back in the moment. Um, try to hold an ice cube in your hand uh, for as long as you can. Um, naturally, you'll want a paper towel because it will start to melt. But um, you know, just that it's it's a very um, instant pull you back to reality type thing. Um, don't have to do it for a long time. Sometimes it doesn't take much at all. But just something for you to think about. Uh, so touch, great way to. Um, do an immediate self-soothe. Other things that have to do with touch, you can surround yourself with soft things like your favorite pajamas or pillows or microfiber plush blankets or cuddle up with your favorite pet and feel their soft warmth against you. Put a blanket in a dryer for a few minutes and then wrap it around you. It's all warm and toasty. Um, take a hot bath or a cold shower. Um, you could use a heated or weighted blanket. Uh, you could use silly putty, slime, anything you can squeeze. Stuffed animals, body pillows to cuddle up with. Ice packs or heating pads can help regulate your emotions and, and bring you out of intense ones. It might be better than an ice cube, but um, for that really instant one, I've used an ice cube. It works, um, but yeah, an ice pack or a heating pad would also be great. Um, sense of smell. I'm a huge fan of aromatherapy. So if you have interest in that kind of thing, um, I recommend um, lavender and sandalwood as very calming scents, uh, either incense uh, or uh, lotion, or there are natural sprays that you can spray around your room or on your pillow. Um, run a bubble bath with nice smelling uh, bath stuff. Um, going out in nature and getting the sense of nature, um, lighting your favorite candle, um, baking something uh, that makes you think of your childhood uh, or makes you think of a happy, happy time. Um, buy yourself uh, flowers or a plant. Uh, plant some flowers in your yard when the time comes, hopefully soon here in western New York, so you can sit outside and drink in the smells. Uh, lilacs in our or lilacs in our area are a 
major thing, although they only smell for a couple weeks at a time, you know, a couple few weeks. Um, they're beautiful while they're here. Uh, so if there's something in your area that's a local floral, think about maybe that. Um, but uh, if the weather is nice, open all your windows and just let fresh air in. Changes the general uh, smell of your world with having fresh air blowing through your house, no matter how clean it is. Um, be careful of um, perfumes or body sprays or deodorants that might have uh, an overwhelming smell in them. You might be um, more sensitive to those things um, when you're stressed out, but um, there are obviously some that you have natural scents and smells infused into them, and those are great uh, to use for self-soothing. Uh, as far as sight, um, one of the easiest ways to self-soothe with sight is to try to make your surroundings enjoyable to look at, to enjoyable to be in. Kind of think about the atmosphere of where you live and uh, see if your walls are covered in colors or art or wall hangings that you like. My living room is full of rich colors and um, uh, wooden hues and comfortable little spots and the minute I walk in I see everything and get uh, a feeling of home and comfort and happiness. There's another thing called ASMR videos that are super soothing. They have uh, Harry Potter ones uh, even that are uh, like the library one. It's just the sound of pages turning in the book and whispers and you know simple things but you've heard these also um, like whale sounds, sounds of nature. But if you look up ASMR videos, you can find tons of them. Um, uh, and figure out which ones are uh, most interesting to you and, and try take a try at using those. Um, another thing, uh, surround yourself with uh, soothing colors. Uh, like in my room, it's all like an aqua uh, blue, sort of a very pale, uh, almost like a very, very pale turquoise, um, but it's it's very, very muted. Um, just the colors that give you that peaceful vibe. Uh, use dimmer lights, um, light a few candles. Um, if you can uh, spread those curtains open and get some sunlight in, natural sunlight is a wonderful thing to have streaming into your residence. Um, getting outside in that natural light is also wonderful for you. So going for a walk. Uh, and uh, another idea is to use a sleeping mask. Uh, so if you need to take a rest during the day, it's easier to um, darken your space. Um, other things that use colors that represent your mood, they make great adult coloring books. Not that there's anything wrong with kids coloring books, but they make great adult ones too, and you can use whatever colors strike your mood at the time. Just a way to help sight be a self-soothe uh, method. Um, you could also read. You could watch a movie. Uh, you could work on a Pinterest board of pleasing images, something that you enjoy. Um, so, you know, anything like that as far as sight. Uh, you'd be surprised the small differences that these 
um, little things, small impacts that each of these little things can have in your general mood and your ability to calm and come back to uh, kind of come back to center. Um, taste. The taste of things can trigger powerful memories. Uh, if you want to take a happy trip down memory lane, if you're able to do that. Um, there's There are certain teas that I love. Um, uh, there's a pomegranate green tea that I'm enjoying right now. But there are things like from when I was uh, younger uh, and staying with my grandma, things that she would make. I might make something that she made that brings back happy memories for me, um, but eat something good for you, uh, that can be very positive, but whatever you're eating, eat slowly and savor every moment, make it an experience of enjoying the food that you're consuming instead of just eating for the sake of eating or eating your feelings, we call that stuffing your feelings or by stuffing your face. Um, so try to avoid that. If you're going to eat, make it intentional and make it um, something that is soothing, not just something that's satisfying a craving or eating to replace taking care of something else. Um, you can make yourself a special drink, not necessarily talking about alcohol, but like hot cocoa or that tea or a sparkling cider, anything that's a little out of the everyday, but it makes you happy. Um, keep a box of something minty like a gum or even something sour um, can give a tiny jolt to your system to help you bring you back to yourself when you're struggling um, so just these little ideas for different things with taste that can can be self-soothing without it becoming uh, another problem we don't want eating to be the problem but to use your sense of taste as a soothing uh, self-soothing tool uh, is a different way uh, to think about what we put into ourselves. Um, sound uh, or hearing, like uh, one of my favorite ways to self-soothe. Uh, when I get super anxious, um, one of the first signs for me is sensory overload. I become really sensitive to sound and noise, and if there's too much of it, I get agitated. Um, so focusing on sound is a go-to for me. Um, you can listen to music, preferably a calming, soothing um, kind of music. Um, nature sounds, um, also a great addition when you need to calm down, especially if you can't make your way to a beach or a rainforest or a rainy day. Kind of like the ASMR videos, only it's just audio. Um, the silence itself can be a great soother, so you may want to be uh, checking out noise-canceling headphones. Um, there's even an Insight Timer app. Um, um, it's uh, got guided meditations. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But um, that might be something you might want to check out. Uh, just some thoughts for you on self-soothing. Uh, so I hope these were useful for you. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back with some more great things for you here to think about uh, when you join us back here at Wisdom Within. I'm Kathy Sirline. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Wisdom Within. I'm Kathy Sirline. We're talking today about self-soothing, and we're going to just uh, add to the topics we've already touched on 
uh, involving our five senses uh, by talking about some other ways, some other very powerful but simple things that you can do to help improve your mental health. Um, and we're going to just list off a, a, a few interesting things. Um, at the top of my list, unfollow unhealthy social media accounts. That's a biggie. People get too wrapped up in uh, things, and if you are struggling on the inside, uh, sometimes unhealthy social media can just only add to that struggle and add to that sense of stress. These are all behind the scenes things that contribute to our stress. Um, so these are great little tools to think about. So not only unfollowing unhealthy stuff, but also just in general, limiting your time spent on social media. There are trackers on most devices and phones that can tell you how much social media time you've spent. And I've managed to use that and cut mine down significantly. Um, another one that's easier said than done is to get out of toxic relationships. Um, if you're in a toxic relationship or have toxic relationships with people, believe me, you know what those are. Um, it may be difficult to walk away. It doesn't mean that you um, can't ever work on that relationship, but if you are uh, struggling significantly, removing yourself from those at this time is what's best for you. And recovery and mental health is about you. Um, you have to put the air mask on yourself before you can help anybody else. So some more subtle helps behind the scenes to tips and tricks and changes that you can make toward improving your mental health um, would include um, practicing overcoming shyness, trying something new, stay in contact with positive people, be generous and give selflessly, meditate daily, um, I always say you can try just a couple minutes at a time, work yourself up to regular intervals and um, see how far you can take it. Um, I've gotten up to 20 minutes myself, although I've sat in meditation for longer, really um, legitimate focusing on my breath and, and my breathing and my thoughts and feeling what's around me. Um, that I'm, I'm good. I'm good for like 20 minutes. Um, other great things to think about, eat less prepackaged foods. The amount of non-real food that's in some of those is pretty substantial in a lot of cases. Read those labels. Um, things are high in so sodium, high in chemicals. If you can walk around the outside perimeter of a grocery store, those are usually where the healthiest things are. Those are where the produce are. Those are where you're your dairy and your meat and your cheese and your eggs and all of that are around the periphery generally. So I try to do my periphery of the store and just only go into the aisles for specific things that I know uh, I need. Um, so that's a little tip. Stop checking your phone as soon as you wake up in the morning uh, or checking social media as soon as you wake up in the morning. Give yourself permission to have your own morning routine that doesn't have to include instant contact with someone else uh, outside of your home. Um, try to go to bed earlier at night. Um, the more sleep you're able to get 
and a good solid sleep cycle, the better you're going to feel emotionally and physically. If you can dedicate 30 minutes each day to doing something truly relaxing, whatever that means for you, be it yoga, be it um, whatever. It can be whatever your relaxing thing is. You know what relaxes you. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, but if you can dedicate 30 minutes each day to doing something relaxing, you're going to thank yourself for it. It's also important to be active, even if it's only for 10 minutes in a day. Um, if you can get some exercise in, you are ahead of the game. Um, try to use more natural products, more natural remedies, um, natural solutions. And there are different types of natural remedies for different things. There are all different types of teas that are beneficial to different uh, conditions. Um, so do some research and figure out what works for you and make sure that your research is based in reputable sources. If there's not a good source listed, it's not a reputable place to turn. So I really encourage that you pay attention not only to getting good information, but getting good information from the right places. Um, choose to stay positive. Choose to be positive as much as possible. I mean, I, I get it. Life is overwhelming. The sheer number of negatives that can impact us at any one time can feel like a freight train coming toward us. Um, I totally understand that. Um, being able to choose to stay positive, to recognize that this is all part of moving forward, having to face what comes our way and accept it at, for what it is and not panic, but figure out what the next appropriate thing to do will be. Um, that takes a lot of energy to do that. So being able to focus positively as much as possible in any given situation uh, or figure out what what the good parts can be or what good can come from it um, can help you um, just in general to have as positive an attitude as possible. Start your day that way and try to end your day that way. Um, we've talked about aromatherapy. We've talked about what your environment, uh, your home, uh, your residence looks like, you know, reconfiguring things in your residence or um, changing the decor a little bit. Uh, nobody can necessarily afford to redo the whole house. So um, we're talking about little things that make you feel happy in your home, whether it's adding more plants, swapping out some dark colors for some bright or some neutral colors, hanging up something inspirational on the wall, <clears throat> plugging in a Himalayan salt lamp or opening the blinds, using essential oil diffusers, doing some general declutter, um, a tidy space equals a tidy mind, so to speak. Not telling you to go on Marie Kondo on your place, but you know, if that works for you, if that helps you do that. But the less clutter that's in your, the area that you spend the most time in, the less cluttered your thoughts are. It sounds weird, but it's true. Some people I know would argue with that, but some people I know are toxic, so I try not to argue. Um, I try to not be in those relationships. Um, but yeah, decluttering, hard to say, or hard to say for me, <laughs> hard to do 
is what I mean. Easy to say, hard to do, but definitely worth some, some effort. Um, just your breathing itself. Focus on your breathing and try to take longer, deeper breaths. The more oxygen that's in there, the better you are. Um, if you haven't tried doing yoga, I highly recommend trying it. There are all levels. <clears throat> and it's pretty simple. Um, so if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, listening to music, we've talked about that. Um, um, if you like gardening, when now that spring is coming, dirt is good for you. It's grounding. Get it? Ha. Um, do random acts of kindness. Um, other things to make you feel good sounds silly but sing in the shower um, write down things that make you feel good dance all over your house um, drink more water do a lot of stretching do more walking and less driving um, try not to leave things to the last minute uh, again try to find the positive in every situation um, stand up tall think about your posture Try to be in the moment instead of always just taking pictures, whether it's pictures with other people or selfies or whatever. Um, spend time living in the moment. Um, seek out humor every day. Laughter is truly one of the best medicines. Um, give yourself permission and time to be alone. It's okay to be alone. Um, if you're alone too much, that can be very hard. I can relate to that too sometimes. Um, and that's when it's okay for you to be thinking about calling a friend um, or reaching out to a friend or loved one for some support. Um, that phone, though, that we get so attached to, try not to sleep with it beside your bed. I know a lot of people use it as an alarm clock. Alarm clocks are really cheap, guys. Or at least put the phone not right next to your bed. So you have to physically get up out of the bed to go turn the alarm off. But then put the phone back down and go do something else to start your morning. I know, I'm a little bossy. I don't mean to sound bossy, I'm trying to sound encouraging. Um, so just it's, it's that instant connection to the phone in the morning that, that really starts people off with stress on their day rather than giving themselves a chance to um, ease themselves into their day. So it's about pre, about setting ourselves up to pre-self-soothe ourselves. Um, if you can give yourself an hour to wind down before bed, if you can unplug for technology for at least an hour a day, if you can stop skipping meals, and if you can, especially if you're having a hard time, if you can wake up and get ready for the day, even if you have nowhere to go, um, then you are still doing something beneficial for yourself that you will find soothing to yourself later in the day. So now that we've gotten through this whole episode on self-soothing and, and tips and tricks that you can maybe think about adding into your day, um, I realized how unsoothing some of this episode may have been for you because 
I had the overhead fan on the whole time I was recording, so I owe all of my favorite pod people a huge apology for that distracting, annoying, unself-soothing noise in the background, which just goes to show you nobody's perfect, least of all me, and least of all when it comes to the techie side of podcasting, so... You'll still hear, even now that we're on our 11th episode, you still hear me say, um, a lot, uh, or at least I hear me say it a lot. Uh, also my segues in between sections, they need a little work still. And then today I left the darn fan on, but it was either give you all a big apology and I love you at the end or redo the whole episode, which I'm not sure I could accomplish quite as easily as a very heartfelt and well-intended apology. So thank you all for putting up with that. I hope it wasn't so distracting that you weren't able to glean anything positive from this episode. So we're going to always try and find the positive. The positive still in there, even though there was a distraction going on. I do apologize. I look forward to having you all back with us for the next episode and to invite you to, uh, I invite you to feel free to check out all of our podcast episodes. We are a constant work in progress, as is every journey and every journey of recovery. So we wish you all well today, and we hope to have you back with us very, very soon. Thanks again, guys, and take care.